Now from the top, make it drop. That's some bad and a mop. That's some bad. I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's some bad. Macaroni in a pot. That's some bad. Hello and welcome to our podcast. It's me, Rosie. And it's me, Shudge. In today's episode, we are going to be counting down our favourite top 10 reality TV moments. Yes. We're so excited saying, for this one. Saying that though, not all mine are technically reality TV. Are they not? But close enough. Well, I guess if they're memorable moments, that's kind of like the same thing really, isn't it? Yeah, and wonder if we're going to have some similar ones. Some similar ones, because when we did our little mix countdown, there was a few similar ones there, weren't there? I think we will. I mean, I think we're quite similar, so <laughs> I, we kind of like the same um, shit, don't we? So yeah. <laughs> I can see it being a... Come on then, Rosie, you kick us off then. What is your what is your number ten? Okay, my number ten is Gary Barlow. Oh, I know what's coming. Shaded to Lisa (laughs) but her fagash breath. (laughs) Got my shade button ready because there'll be a lot of shade moments in today's episode. The thing that made me laugh the most is first of all her face when he said it. She didn't know what to do with herself. Then she tried to come back with the lamest comeback ever. Like, yeah. well, all I can smell off your breath, Gary, is wine. wine. Yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, Talisa, like, no. you lost. <laughs> and then I think the next episode, yeah. like, even lamer comeback, when she came out, you know, she used to put her arm up with a tattoo on. Oh, the female boss. And then she came out with a nicotine patch on her arm. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking, no, hon, like, you got this, deal yeah. with it, you were shaded so hard, that like, that is worst kind of public embarrassment, just get over it, stop it? trying to drag it on and reminding people by coming out in your shit nicotine yeah. patch. I mean, if anything, if she had laughed along with it, I think I would have saved her a little, but, but I think because she tried to come back, it was like, no, no, Talisa, you yeah. lost. <laughs> um, I mean, I could go on about Talisa, because I was going to add her... Um, God. Her performance when she wore those horrible black gladiator oh, sandals. That is one of my favourite TV moments of all time because it looked like she had size 10 gladiator shoes on. The thing about that performance was tragic, wasn't it? But I, it I think, was I think an we can absolute save, mess. I think we'll save that for another day, won't we? Yeah, I just thought that deserved an honourable mention. Yeah, I yeah. think I definitely think that's a worthy, worthy yeah. choice. So my number 10 is, um, do you remember... And I don't even know what this show was. It was an Indian reality show. Uh, and I don't know what was happening. There was a moment where a contestant got slapped by the presenter. <laughs> how how, how could she, she slap? <laughs> yeah. That was it. And that, is, that actually came into my mind today. But that was just such an iconic moment because everyone around the world started saying it. It just became like, it just latched onto everyone. Everyone was like, how can she slap? Um, yeah. We actually know what that was even about i think it was kind of like a big brother type show and i think the host was supposed to be a bit of a bitch her character was to be kind of like this dominatrix type character um she took it too far um where she slapped him she shouldn't have gone there anyway and he slapped her back then if you carry on watching the clip the audience joins in the, you know the security run in and they all start beating him up it kind of got a bit a bit intense but i mean she did start it that would never happen on British TV. Jesus. Off-cam, off-cam would be all over that, wouldn't they? Yeah, or they just cut it because 
bit too scared of uh, the public, I guess. But yeah. Cool. Okay, I'm going to go on to my number nine. Mm-hmm. My number nine is probably something you won't know of. You don't watch Towie? Oh, yeah, I don't really so, watch Towie. Mine is a Gemma Collins moment. Um, <laughs> it is when um, Gemma Collins, so she was in, like absolutely obsessed with Mick, who owned the Sugar Hut. Right. And I think for a few days, I think she thought that he was interested and there was a pool party, mm. and I think someone kind of told her that Mick's going to come and approach you tonight. Right. And um, Mick's got champagne, and he's walking over to where Gemma in is, and Gemma's just like, oh, my God, he's bringing me champagne, girls. He's bringing me champagne. <laughs> and she gets so excited, and then Mick walks over to the table in front <gasps> of her and gives the champagne <sighs> to another girl called Nicola. No. And then she's like, Fine, I'm not even bothered. And she breaks down into tears. Oh my god! And I felt really sorry for her in that moment. Such an iconic moment. <laughs> and I think, honestly, these moments on Towie are the reason that Gemma Collins is such an icon that she is today. Mm. I mean, I could go on with things from Towie yeah. about some of the stuff, but I think that's when she started to become the GC. You know what oh, I mean? Oh wow! I mean, yeah, that would that would stick in anyone's mind if you're a Towie, you know, fan. So. You need to watch that moment. We'll actually watch it after we finish mm. um, recording the part. 100%. I mean, I've seen clips of her in Towie, but I've never seen that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. My number nine is from Totally Scott Lee, <laughs> which is all about Lisa Scott Lee's rise, well, re-rise back to fame after leaving Steps. And it was the moment where, it was actually in the first episode when she... <laughs> She released her single, um, I don't know which single it was. It wasn't Electric, because that was at the end of the show. She thought she was going to hit the top 10. She was like, yeah, this is my big break. She's listening to Radio 1 Live and listening to where her single's going to chart. It charts at number 23. 23! <laughs> and she gets on the phone <laughs> to her boyfriend and she's like, 23! Just breaks down. It's just such an iconic moment. I mean, it's... You know, it was it was tough. It was uh, it was clearly devastated, but it was a really funny moment. I mean, so, that whole series is absolute magic, and we need to dedicate a whole yeah. podcast just to that. Jesus, yeah, yeah. If you've never seen it before, you definitely need to watch it. It's all on YouTube, um, and it's just so shady towards Lisa and her career. Poor Lisa. Cool. But let's move on to number eight. What is your number eight, Rosie? My number eight is from The X Factor. Nice. And it is, I'm Abby, I'm Lisa, we're Abby Lisa. Um, <laughs> Iconic duo. This whole thing was an absolute mess. Like, they came out there, probably the most annoying girls yeah. I've ever seen on TV ever. Yeah. So excited. I think we knew from the first moment we saw them, it wasn't yeah. going to be a series of ball moment. They were just going to be absolute shit. Absolute drugs. Um Offended the judges, the mm. whole asking Natalie and Brudiger. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> uh, absolute nightmare. And it's just gold. Like, it's one of those. I watch it today and I've seen it a million times. Yeah. And I still cringe, cringe, like, how every time I watch it. <laughs> you know what? As much as I don't watch The X Factor anymore, it's because of things like that. that I used to love it. I didn't really watch it for the good acts, to be honest. I watched no. it for mess like that. You watched it for the lame stuff. Yeah. And on the back... After they did that, and they kind of, you know, got a little bit... They had their 15 minutes of fame from it, didn't they? Mm. Did you know Abby, from Abby Lisa, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, did a topless photo shoot for the <gasps> Sunday sport. Doll. What? Serious? Yeah, I've got the picture. Um, oh I'll my. show you after this. Jesus yeah, she's Christ. literally fully topless, <sighs> big smile on her face, and she's got boxing gloves on. Um, and she has since said that when the X Factor was the biggest regret of her life, oh, and her and Lisa don't talk anymore, surprisingly. Oh, really? I'm, yeah. Well, I mean, if I'd punched you in the face, I don't think we'd talk for a while, <laughs> would we? So, I'm not surprised there. Yeah, just the fact that, you know, before they even sang, she punched a friend in the face. And they came back on to sing the most worst rendition of That's My Goal ever. <laughs> Offended the judges. Telling the crowd to shut up. Telling the crowd to shut up. Yeah. It was. TV, old, but an absolute total mess. But I love it. I love the mess. Absolute mess on stage it was. Um, what's your number eight? So my number eight is from a show that you probably don't watch. It's from Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I have watched a little bit of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. You might know this moment then. It is quite iconic. Um, and it's from the earlier series. So it's from series two. And it's where Kim goes to buy a Bentley. The whole episode, she's just going on about how excited she is about getting this Bentley. Um, and Chloe and Courtney are just mocking her the whole day. Eventually, she gets the gets the Bentley. They get back to the flat. Courtney and um, Chloe are having a bit of a bitch about her. She's listening from outside. And then she storms inside and tries hitting Chloe with her handbag. And she's like, be fucking rude. <laughs> I actually know what you want about <laughs> Do you know what you're on about? It is one of my favourite clips ever, mostly because every time Kim tries to hit her with a handbag, she misses. Chloe just blocks every single shot from her. I do love Chloe. Yeah, Chloe's just... And then Chloe just carries on dissing her, like, you know, get out, nobody wants you, nobody cares about your Bentley. <laughs> and then Kim just storms off and runs off crying. Yeah, that's one of my um, favourite moments from Keeping Up With Kardashians. Wicked. Um, I do actually watch the Keeping Up the Kardashians. I just pretend nice. I don't. All right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. It's definitely a guilty pleasure. Um, um I'm going to go on to my number seven now. Do it. And because I won't be able to actually reenact this moment myself, <laughs> I'm actually going to say it on my phone. Lovely. But this video is so hilarious, so iconic. Hey, what's I'm, it from? Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, uh, and it is one of the reasons I just wish a celebrity. <laughs> will come back on the air because I could do a whole podcast talking mm. about my top 10 moments from just from Celebrity Big Brother yeah. because that's how amazing it I is. That's, I think that's a good idea for a future. So my number seven is Marco Pierre White Jr. singing uh, Justin Bieber's Love Yourself and uh, here it is. That series was a whole mess. mess. He definitely stuck drugs in, first of all. What I love most about this particular clip is you've got, I think it's Andy, who was like a Sky Sports presenter, yeah, sitting on the sofa next to him, just thinking, mm. what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> Oh my god, but he does look like he's off his face. Yeah. Like, oh, but it is so iconic, isn't it? And apparently, on the Liberty Brother, don't actually give them enough alcohol for them to get proper steaming. Mm. So he's definitely smuggled something in to get into that level yeah. of a state. Oh, I absolutely love that clip. Like, it's so <laughs> hilarious. Um, 
Yeah, that's my number seven. That is a really good number seven. I love that. Mine is my number seven is from American Idol. It's a set. It's not. No, actually, it's not American Idol. It's an it's an American Idol type show in another country. And it's when a woman comes on <laughs> to do her first audition. No, what it is? And she's like, "I'm gonna do Mariah Carey." They're like, "Oh, what song?" And she's like, "Ken Lee." <laughs> They're like, Ken Lee? What song's that? And she's like, Ken Lee. <laughs> <laughs> without you. Ken Lee. <laughs> Lee, baby boy. Ken Lee, boy. <laughs> I was oh, to this day, it is so funny. And I wonder like, if Mariah Carey's actually seen that clip. Because, you know, it's just so funny. Like, who would, if, you, if you're a Mariah Carey fan, why would you not research into what the song's even actually called? Well, actually, not even that, but I get you don't speak English, but learn the lyrics, fam. But, you know what? Jay decide she still made herself a star. She's a, you, you know, she's a, an iconic star still. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number seven. What's your number six, Rosie? My number six, and I didn't want to put anything from Drag Race in because mm. I was hoping one day we would have whole podcast dedicated to hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race but I couldn't not go in best reality TV moments without putting in it's the Frog Destroyers <laughs> obviously this is a recent one I absolutely am obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race hmm. when I found out there was going to be a UK series I lost my absolute mind <laughs> um, for me just this whole episode you know you've got Girl band challenge, and I'm, I am, mm-hmm. a, love, I love a girl band. Mm-hmm. We had Jade Thurwell from Little Mix as a, judge. as a judge, and then on top of that, we had the most iconic song of the year <laughs> dropped on this show. And I think the funniest part about it is, you know, you've got the first three girls come on, you've got Crystal, you've got the Vivian, you've got Cheryl Hall, and they think mm. they've absolutely nailed it. Um, oh God, it was awful. And then the the Frock Destroyers come on, and absolutely kill it. Tiger's line nailed it. Yeah. You've got Blue Hydrangea absolutely killing it. Um, Davina DeCampo doing a splits and a Mm. whistle tone. And then the other girls in the back are just like, fuck, (laughs) fucking out. We've fucking done four at me. The fact that how big it blew up afterwards, couldn't get that song out of my mind for ages. And then we went to see them. We went to see them. At the Gale. We met them. And the song went to number two on iTunes as well. Like it fully blew up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and left the fans gagging for more, I think. Yeah, and you know what? They are definitely getting the cash in just from that song, though, aren't they? <laughs> Did a whole tour as the Frog Destroyers. Yeah. But no, I could go on yeah. days talking about iconic moments from Drag Race. Yeah. But let's save that for another day because I've got a lot to say and a lot to cover <laughs> on that particular subject. I want, I didn't want to let this podcast mm. um, this episode go without me mentioning from RuPaul's Drag Race. Nice. Um, your number six? My number six is an interview that Girls Aloud did um, a little while, well, a good few years ago, actually. And it was when they, I think when they first started, really. And they were talking about girl bands in general. And it was just a shade in that interview, especially from Cheryl. Um, the, where she's talking about the pussycat dolls and she's like, yeah, but they don't all really sing, do they? It's just Nicole. And then you've got that other girl who goes, meh. <laughs> Like, that is literally, and I'm just, you watch it now and you just think, how did you get away with saying all that on MTV? 
I mean, what she said wasn't actually it wasn't wrong. wrong. Well, was the truth. <laughs> I just think they didn't have any media training at the time. Then there's another part where she's like, they're talking about All Saints. And she's like, uh, the, I think the presenter asks him, oh, what do you think about All Saints' comeback? He's like, oh, yeah, good luck. Hope it, hope it works out this time for you. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, Cheryl. Cheryl was such a shady bit. And it's only been <laughs> in the last few years she's actually piped down and she doesn't really yeah. say much anymore. Yeah. Um, she was, she was like, she was sassy and shady, wasn't she? She was the, she? you know, the, the sassy one from the group, weren't she? Um, I miss that Cheryl. I do miss that Cheryl. I think, I think it, it she didn't need to grow out of it. Um, I do love an unmedia trained queen, though. <laughs> the content you get from someone that's not been media trained yeah. is. And the other girls, the other girls didn't even seem shocked though when she was making the comments. They were like, hmm, yeah. Um, you had Nadine in the back, who'd clearly had media training and was probably told to just stay quiet. Shows why she had a record deal in America. And not Cheryl. And that went well for her, didn't it? <laughs> Very well. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Okay. My next one, which is number five, hmm. is actually from a segment on This Morning. All right, okay. Um, and it is... Um, Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. So, I mean, I hope everyone listening actually knows what this moment is. If not, I'm just going to break it down for you. So, a young girl called Phoebe Elizabeth Hansen, eight years old, wrote into Radio 4 um, saying, One big pen is not in action. Can I do the bong? I have the right equipment, the gong, and I hum along with a microphone. So may I? <laughs> so on the back of that, um, she was invited onto this morning with Eamon and Ruth, <laughs> and she kind of said, Ruth kind of said to her, "Oh, we'd, oh really great! Love to see, hear your rendition of the Bing Bong." <laughs> and I think Love they Ruth. were just expecting her to play it on a little <laughs> gong thing. But that's not what happened. This is actually what happened. Uh, I could go and live up there with a gong, and I could gong the gong to make the bong and hum the bim bong. And you are you good at bong and gongings? Then <laughs> yes. let, let's see how good let's see how good you are, right? So you thought no need to miss this if you can do this. Okay, off you go. Bim bong, bim bong, bim bong, bim bong, bim bong, bim bong. Bim, bim, bom. I don't know if you can hear that because my phone's literally on its last legs and the speaker's not really loud. <laughs> but she just sits there and she goes, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong. And then when the, she hits the gong at the end, and I think, <laughs> first of all, <clears throat> who, oh, even thought, who even thought this would be a good idea or of any interest to anybody watching this morning? <laughs> Well, on top of that, you've got Ruth, who's trying to go along with it. Oh, yeah, that's lovely, dear. Oh, well done. Oh, and Eamon, you know Eamon, he cannot hide how he's feeling. <laughs> he's just sitting there in absolute disbelief, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is my fucking job? Oh, um, fantastic. Oh, I love that. It's absolutely hilarious. Mm. But I do feel sorry for this girl, because you know that when she grows, she grows up, up yeah. she's going to be like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. She's always going to be known. The big, the big bong, bong girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hate her parents as well. Why did you let me do this, mum? <laughs> but, gosh, yeah, iconic. 
definitely. Um, what are we on? Number five. Okay, so my number five is actually one from Celebrity Big Brother. And it is the series with Gemma Collins and Tiffany Pollard. It is just the whole fight between them two. Um, and I think it starts with Gemma giving uh, Tiffany a pair of shoes. But then a few days later, she's like, I'm taking those shoes back. Uh, she takes the shoes back and then they have this whole argument in front of everyone where Tiffany's like, oh, bitch, you took your shoes back? Well, I didn't want your shoes anyway. Gemma's like, I know she was like, oh, there's stones missing in those shoes. And Gemma's like, well, your big feet must have knocked them out. And then obviously after that, you've got Tiffany in the diary room just fully going into Gemma. And I just thought it was the most iconic diary room scene from Play Big Brother. <laughs> Are we going to reenact it? She was like, I would just like to say that Gemma, Gemma is, is a, a fat cunt. cunt. <laughs> and the shoes that she gave me should be worn on a beautiful woman. It's like, well, if that's the case, she shouldn't put them back on the rack. And she made that series, didn't she? 100%. Um, I think Gemma had like, Many iconic moments in that series, but that was definitely one. The worst thing about that scene is that they're dressed as like bits and they look ridiculous <laughs> anyway. And they're arguing about a shit pair of shoes. Oh, um, I wish I'd seen the pair of shoes. But now. also, when she calls Gemma a fat cunt, <laughs> I always still to this day find it really weird when I hear an American person say the word cunt. It doesn't yeah. sound natural coming from their mouth. Hmm. I would just like to say Gemma is a fat cunt. <laughs> it still sounds quite... Complimentary in a yeah. way. <laughs> I just associate the word cunt with being very British. Yeah, um, it's very hard um, slur, isn't it? That was actually a really good number five. Yeah. Um, I do have the celebrity Ooh, big brother moment coming up, but this... not just yet. Okay. Because now I'm moving on to my number four, and I've got a feeling that you might have this in your list too. Okay. But my number four is... Educating Yorkshire. Oh, iconic, and I know what it's going to be. Yeah. I'm going to try and do it, but <laughs> I still don't know to this day the exact words that this girl says. So, two girls, best friends, they fall out, um, and you all know what it is. You don't need me to explain this most amazing, iconic British TV moment. But it's something like... Um, Sorry that you're gonna pass away, right? I mean, the only thing is, I don't want to be friends with you, alright? <laughs> that was a good attempt, actually. That no, I miss so much out because till this day, I still don't know what they said. I think I might be able to do better because I did a TikTok on it, didn't I? So. Yeah, you did. You should check that out. Um, but that is the best thing I've ever seen. And do you know what really annoys me to this day? I have constantly tried to find, find her on Instagram, on Twitter. <laughs> I just want to know how she's getting on. Yeah. Did she make it to be an air hostess? We she, just don't know. She wanted to work for Emirates, didn't she? Yeah, and then the other girl who was like really, really mm. smart and, you know, her dad was a lawyer or something. Yeah. Um, I think I found out she's actually doing quite well for herself. Um, I think she's working in law or politics or something. Mm. So she's actually done quite well for herself, but it would be nice to know that the other girl made it to be a flight attendant. <laughs> Can you imagine her on your flight, though? What is your coffee? <laughs> Put your seatbelt on now. All right. Do a sandwich with your chicken wrap. <laughs> you, just, you just can't imagine it, can you? I'm not going to bring you that, all right. <laughs> but yeah, if by any sort of miracle you are listening to this podcast, just please just message in and let me know how you're getting on, because it's bothered me for years. Ten years ago, I think that aired, you know. Ten years, buddy. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Something like that. 
Yeah, I hope she's. I know. I know that she's still around because someone did put up a uh, a makeup picture. Um, yeah, yeah, a makeup artist did her. And the funny thing is, like the makeup artist who did her makeup hashtagged it educating Yorkshire. Yeah. So then the whole world just went mental, didn't they? Well, yeah. I say the whole world, but everyone who watched the show went crazy and thought they found her. I wonder how she feels about that clip. Now she's well, she's probably like in her mid twenties, early twenties now, isn't she? Yeah. Well, I think if she uh, she wanted to be known, she would, but. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a shame because that was like, that whole series had um, Mushraf in it, who had yeah. the stammer, and it just kind of overshadowed me just moment because everyone <laughs> was just obsessed with that particular scene. Yeah. Um, I bloody love it. Yeah, 100%. What's your number four? My number four is actually from Celebrity Big Brother again, and it's the same series. Again, it's Gemma Collins. It's just such an iconic moment. And it's when all the housemates are about to go to sleep and Gemma thinks she's seen a ghost. She gets up out of bed, she's like, there's something in the corner over there and it's scaring me. I can't do this. And then she's like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's moving. She goes, that's it, I'm out of here. Get that fire exit door. I'm off. And you literally quote that at least once a day <laughs> ever since that aired. Well, yeah, because I have very, I have many moments like that in a day where I'm just like, fuck this, get that fire exit door, I'm off. I mean, she <laughs> made that series and we could go on and on about all mm. the, you know, all the moments like, my fucking hair is frazzled. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. And Darren, I don't want to play any more games. Fucking game that. That was such an iconic series. Yeah. And, funny enough, my number three, also from the same series, <laughs> and I couldn't let this go on without mentioning it. I wouldn't... Like, it's, it is... To me, this is art. The whole scene <laughs> is art. And it, it's, every time you watch it, you notice something different. Mm. And that moment is... If it's dead. <laughs> so, it's just the way it starts off. So, you know... You got Angie, she tells Tiffany, thinking, you know, I'll just let her know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. She can see I'm upset. She goes off like, oh, oh, she goes into some operatic kind of cry. And then she goes and tells everyone else. Everyone hasn't got a clue what's going on. The funniest yeah. part of the whole thing, for the first time, Gemma is absolutely speechless. She's just sat there the whole time, up her mouths with what's going on. Yeah. Shut the GC. The funniest thing of the whole bit, though, is when they go in, on David Best, who's asleep in the bed. <laughs> My that makes me piss every single time is when um, I think Daniela Westbrook goes, Dead that David's dead. And they go, No, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's asleep in there. <laughs> yeah, he's sleeping there. <laughs> but even after that, even though they can see him moving under the under the duvet, we've got um Christian from EastEnders, can't remember his actual name, goes to check his pulse. <laughs> Because he's actually breathing and moving in the bed. Um, then Angie, the whole thing. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, I can't take this, big brother. <laughs> the best thing about it is, like, this is David Bowie. Yeah. David Bowie, like, such an iconic UK music legend. And now his death is just tied to this terrible, yeah. tacky TV show. I mean, a tacky TV show I'm absolutely obsessed with. Yeah. But... It's so strange, and and I think what else I love about it is that once that series finished, Tiffany on her website was selling T-shirts. David, oh my God. David's not dead. Then no, months, it said David's dead. Did it said David's yeah. dead. 
Then six months later, no, and then David Guest announced a tour called the David's Not Dead Tour. And six months after that show aired, he died. Whatever well, happened? <laughs> he yeah, actually I'm not, died. I'm not, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at the situation. Not it's at just, someone dying. You just could not. If, if you had you aliens, if you had aliens come to planet Earth and you told them this story, it's just not. You just wouldn't think it was real. <laughs> Oh. She had to pull all her merch, didn't she? Yeah, she had to pull all the merch. I bet she lost out a lot of money on that. Yeah, that was She probably her. thought she was going to write money spinner there, and she's like, yeah. fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. But that, yeah, 100% that was an iconic moment. Um, so, my, are we moving on to number three, yeah? Your number three, yeah. My number three is one that we've already said. It was My number three was Educate in Yorkshire, the same clip. I'm sorry to hear your grandma passed away, yeah. I'm going to move on to number two. So my number two, I don't know if you, I think you might have this. I think it's from Indian Big Brother. Oh my God, that's my number two as well. Is it? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Is it? Pooja, what is this behaviour? Oh, I kicked it by mistake. You can't kick it by mistake. So pick it up. Bothers you. No, you pick it up. No, you, <laughs> you pick it up. Dustbin. <laughs> Dustbin, you pick it up. I'm sorry, but that is such a hilarious moment. You know, it set the internet alight. Like, just the whole clip, like her, her kicking over a dustbin and then it turning into a whole argument. She snaps the um, brush. And she's just like, you want it? You're asking for it. You're dying for it. It's actually quite erotic in a way. There's the actually, way she goes there, on. There is actually like a whole merch now. Of this whole thing. Like I, I hope um, Fulja is actually getting some sort of royalties from all the merch being sold yeah, with yeah. her quote on it and her face. Oh, but um, you know Fulja, obviously yeah. the absolutely mental. She obviously had anger problems. She was actually kicked out in the end of Big Brother yeah, yeah. for assaulting another male. Yeah. Um, housemate. I saw more clips from that series, more fights. Like she was angry the whole time. It wasn't just that one scene. She was kicking off the whole time. Even as she was leaving, I've seen that episode where she was leaving and she's dragging a suitcase, but she's still shouting and arguing. But I hope, I hope, like you said, I hope she's received some royalties and I hope that settled her down a bit. But yeah, that was iconic. I wonder how she is doing now. I mean, before this podcast, because it was my number two, yeah. I did try and see how she was getting on. Um, <laughs> but there wasn't much information about us. I don't know if she's just disappeared off the base of the earth. Gosh, I don't know. But I hope I hope she's like, you know, like copyrighted that whole thing. Oh, so I no, doubt so, it. Mm. Um, it's just mad that how, the, <laughs> like, Big Brother is so iconic, even Indian Big Brother making it big yeah. over here. Um, worldwide that clip, didn't it? I, I love that clip. It's absolutely mental, <laughs> isn't it? Um, that was your number two as well? That was also my number two. Well, I'm just going to say my number one because you've already said it. Okay. So my, my number one was David's Dead. Oh! Yeah. So obviously, iconic clip. We've discussed it. It's I just couldn't think of anything better. So I know yours number one is completely different. My number one, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but... It's really hard for me to t- tell you how iconic this is without you having to watch the clip. So as soon as right. we finish this podcast, mm. we are going to put it on the telly. Right. Um, if anyone listening to this knows this moment, then, you know, you are my level. Um, <laughs> mine is, well, hello, Jill. Oh, hey, this sounds familiar. So this is when another moment from this morning, 
I know it's not technically reality TV and I've included two moments from this morning. But, you know, there's no rules here. It's only no. a podcast. Yeah. Um, but you've got this kind of really old lady. She must have been at least like, you know, mid-70s to 80. Mm. Um, it's Mother's Day. They give her a big surprise. Um, you've got Alison Hammond going in saying, <laughs> you're all vibes. You're all vibes. I love that. Um, saying that her sons are wanting to surprise her and all this kind of stuff. And this woman... Literally hasn't got a clue what's going on. Imagine just sitting in front of your sofa in the morning, just chilling out, having a cup of tea. <laughs> Alison Hammond, absolute queen, by the way. Yeah. Comes in with a, like, she's such got a loud personality. Like, you are, babes. Yeah, your son's what? He sent you a message, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you've got Alison Hammond bringing in crew with TVs and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> the whole time, it's really awkward because this woman looks like... She wants to burst into tears because she has no idea. She looks really confused. <laughs> and then Alison Hammond's like, um, and as well as that vibes, <laughs> we've got the lovely Ainsley Harriet here who's going to cook you up a nice breakfast. And then this woman, bless her, she's already way overwhelmed and hasn't got a clue what's going on. Ainsley Harriet walks in with a frying pan going, well, hello, Jill, going to cook you up some breakfast, some eggs benedict. Um, it's one of those, I can't do it justice by talking about it. So, if you have never seen this moment, just go onto YouTube and put in, well, hello, Jill. Oh. It is one of my favourite TV moments of all time. Oh. And it deserves to be number one in my book because it is absolutely iconic. And, and again, the whole thing is just a piece of art. Every time you watch it, you know it's something else that just makes you crack up. Um that's all our top ten. That's our top ten, yeah. You know what? I'm actually surprised that we didn't have as many of the same Sim- as I thought we would. Yeah, yeah. I think had we had more time to put stuff together, I think we would have probably had even more yeah. iconic moments. But, yeah, there are just so many. You see all the Channel 5 shows, don't you? Yeah. Um, there's, like, hundreds. But, um, no, I think we came up with uh, with a good list in the end. Yeah. Um, it has made me just miss Celebrity Big Brother, though. Yeah. What they can drop the other big brother, not to us, but yeah, celebrity big brother needs to come back because it's absolutely iconic. There's moments from every single series, I think, mm. and I think we should do a podcast on celebrity big brother soon as well. Yeah, um, you know, one where we maybe break down each series, talk about our favorite, yeah, contestants, asks, etc. There's just so much. Oh, my favorite task is I know your fame, but yeah, whole Chanel having potentially part of like, um. All a, a famous a, girl band. A girl band called Candy Floss with a K. And she doesn't even know the lyrics to her, <laughs> own, her own song. They still don't go up on it. They, don't, they still think she's uh, she's legit. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many, like, white being royalty, uh, convincing the Americans that she's part of the royal family. That was brilliant. It's just there's so much. I'm not going to lie. When that series of Big Brother came out with Chanel, well, I would have been about 16, 17. And I'm ashamed to admit it, but kind of not at the same time. She was actually my style inspiration for a good year. Like, I did the whole thing where I got the matching headband with the matching bangles, with the matching belt, in bright neon colours, like pink and yellow. I thought I was the shit back then. There you go. And here you are. And now I've I've literally been living in joggers and jumpers for the last six to seven months. (sighs) It's really locked down. 2024, yeah. I'm a bit worried, you know, once we get out of lockdown, I feel like I've forgotten how to actually dress and put an outfit together. Yeah, I think not even just that. I think just interacting with other people. How weird is it going to be when we're not going to socially distance? It's going to be weird to actually go up to someone and hug them. 
Um, just even talking to strangers in bars and things like that. I'm, just... I'm looking forward to that the most. Can you imagine that first weekend? Mm-hmm. Once everything goes back to normal, which I don't think will be until we get a vaccination and stuff. Yeah. I cannot wait. Like, one of my best, the thing I love the most about going out with you, especially when we go out to the village, mm-hmm. you know, you've got that nice social space of the smoking area. Yeah. And most of the night, you just end up chatting shit to anyone. To and anyone. Apart from the dancing and when Little Mix comes on and God knows what else, my favourite moment of going out is just sitting in the smoking area chatting to strangers. I just absolutely love it. So I can't wait till we roll on that day because yeah. I can't do this anymore. I mean, I will be very, very intoxicated, so I probably won't remember any of it for a few weeks, but I can't wait. Just got to focus on that moment, babe. Yeah, keep that. Manifest it. It'll happen. In the meantime, you know, we've got this podcast chat shit on. Yeah. If there is... Any suggestions, just let us know. Um, uh, yeah, all your ideas or anything that you want us to chat shit about, uh, we'll we'll do it for you. If you're just going to message us to tell us that the podcast shit, then don't bother. <laughs> no, do tell us that as well, because then we, we, we can um, not do it anymore. I don't, I don't care about anyone's opinion. I'm doing this for myself. All right, girl. She's an independent woman. You don't need no fans. Um, thanks for tuning in to our top 10 tv moments yes Uh, hopefully see you next week if we're still deciding to carry this on Uh, thanks for listening Bye. bye now from the top make it drop that's a that's a i'm talking wop wop Macaroni in a pot, that's some rare. <laughs>